Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam storytelling podcast, where we share short stories, rough drafts really, based on a theme and given on a dare. Where are your hosts? Christina Kishbot and Cassie Soliday. Okay. Oh my gosh. I haven't even drank my wine yet. What what kind did you grab? I don't know. It's pinkish. Oh, is it rosé? Is it the same that you had last time? Yeah, I haven't finished it. I am a slow wine drinker. Good for you. I drank two bottles by myself last weekend. That that sounds fantastic. And, like, I kind of wish that I'd have nights like that because it just seems fun. (laughs) Well... What happened is I did it on accident because I was drinking this, like, well, I was drinking. So my friend was coming over to hang out and I was like, I'll make us drinks. But I I didn't know if she was drinking right now. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I'll make myself one with wine. It was a sparkling hibiscus, like LaCroix, um, half of that, Mm -hmm. and then half white wine with fruit in it. So I had like, um, uh strawberries and watermelon chunks and then I also put um mint leaves in it see that sounds so nice and it sounds so pretty too so she came over I was like do you want a drink she was like yes but I don't want alcohol so I made her one without alcohol and then because it was like half sparkling water half white wine I just kept like making it for myself and then the next thing I knew, I had drank two bottles worth. That's the problem when you make it visually appealing. <laughs> I was equally hydrated, though. So, bam. I'm going to have to get the items to make this drink now that I'm hooked on the description. Yeah, try it. So, And it's very refreshing. It's very pretty. Quite mm-hmm. a great <laughs> Nice. And, like, for her version, I just used – oh, we used lemonade. And um, sparkling water. And it was delightful. Very cool. I hope that our listener also has a beverage of their choice. uh, Because we're starting this podcast now. (laughs) Yes. Last week, our guest, Valerie Vasillas, dared me to write a story (laughs) on the theme illusion. And I did. I did it. It's. I think it's my longest one I've ever written for the show, in oh fact. God. Okay, I'm going to just, like, sit back and relax then. <laughs> oh, just drive in? Okay. Let's, let's well, do it. I, no, I mean, if you have more to say. I'm just saying, like, I... to sit back, back and relax. Yeah, for sure. Let's just go straight to that. Because <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. You don't have anything? You don't have any disclaimers on this one? No. No disclaimers. Is it another um, first chapter of a romantic com uh, a romantic novel? <laughs> no, I think this one is actually. I think it has a beginning, middle, and end. It's probably the most um, succinct enclosed story that I've probably ever done. I think. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) You tell me. Let me read it to you. I'll tell you after you read it. Okay. (laughs) I still can't believe it. 
fell asleep to who I thought was the love of my life after two years living together and woke up to a note. Sorry, I don't love you anymore. Here's the house key and the garage thingy. It took a moment to sink in. I thought this was going to be the start of a huge scavenger hunt of sweet notes leading to finding my sweet man on one knee and an engagement ring on offer. But nope, he's just not feeling it anymore. Walking through the apartment, I'm in awe of how much he was able to take. It's too much to have gotten out in the seven and a half hours I was asleep. Or was I so blinded by my love that I didn't realize he was slowly removing his shit over the last few weeks? Was it months? Damn. I don't own much. I go to put some coffee on. The coffee maker's gone. You've got to be kidding me. The bagel toaster is gone, too. And yes, I know it's just a toaster, but I only use it for bagels. And it's an important part of my morning routine. That dickhead even took the toothpaste and my toothbrush. Maybe that was his toothbrush that I kept using because I was too lazy to buy a new one after I dropped mine in the clogged toilet that one night we came home drunk about a year ago. I throw some clothes on. It's so weird to see the closet half empty. On the floor, I find a shimmery blouse that fell off its hanger. It's definitely not mine. And definitely not dirt bags. I stuff it in my tote bag for reasons unknown and in anger unrealized and head out in hopes of, of having time to grab me a damn bagel and coffee from the coffee shop near work. The barista beams as I request a black coffee with almond milk with, and a bagel with cream cheese. She smirks and replies, if you put milk in it, then it's not black. I don't care, Burnetti, Scarfy, I think. Burnetti because she's Burnett and I couldn't think of a blondie type of equivalent. And Scarfy because she wore a scarf around her neck and I have no capacity to be coherent in my head right now. I grab my coffee and take a sip as I'm crossing the street toward the skyscraper I work in. It's black. I hate Burnetti, Scarfy. Trying to teach me a lesson? I'm not in the mood for lessons. Straight into the company kitchen I go. Luckily, it's empty. I reach into the fridge for the almond milk I brought in last week. But it's gone. I look around to see if someone sneaked it, and there I see, peeking out of the trash can, in all its glory, with my name and Sharpie across the top, my almond milk. I grab the stupid soy milk from the fridge. It'll do, I guess. Hey, Chloe. When you're settled, come to my office, okay? It's Mr. Doppelcraig. Will do, sir, I say, faking cheery making sure not to show my attitude that is now my personality forevermore. I'm pretty certain. Uh, actually, maybe we should talk here and get it over with. Mr. D closes the kitchen door and turns to me. I'm ready to throw this stupid soy milk right at his collarbone if he even thinks about sexually harassing me like he does his secretary. Is he thinking it? I can't tell. And I don't really want to throw anything at him if he's actually excited to tell me he's going to promote me to manager next month. It's about time he made a decision. I set the stupid soy milk on the counter and turned to him like I don't have boobs and a vagina. Sure, sir. What's up? We're reconfiguring the team and your position is no longer needed. Where's that stupid soy milk? I don't understand. At my performance review last month, you said I was doing great and was being considered for a promotion. I mean, I've not changed anything I've been doing. You're not fired, but your job no longer exists as of end of day today. I don't want you to stay if you're going to be emotional. We'll pay you to the last minute you're on the clock. Even if I sleep under my desk in my office for as long as this company exists? I don't understand. 
He parrots back to me. It was a joke, I say. At least I think it was a joke. We, why, why couldn't he have just made a small pass at me? This company's HR at least listens and talks to the offenders when it happens. Damn. At my desk, there was already a big empty box for me to put my things into. I have nothing of importance. Notes from meetings and my cardigan because it gets quite cold under the biggest vent on the floor. They can clean out my desk themselves. I take my cardigan, my tote, and stupid soy milked black coffee and head out. I could be back home before noon, but I take a walk to the park instead. Fresh air seems logical after such a rough morning. Meditate in the fresh morning air with the natural stink of the local joggers that hobble by sounds good. Benches seem too good for me right now, and they mock my rotten day, so I sit on a pointy rock so at least I can feel something real go up my ass. I'm so uncomfortable. My bag starts vibrating, so I reach inside and grab my phone. It's my brother. He never calls. To talk to him, I'd have to log on to World of Warcraft and message him there. Chloe? You need to get over here to Heaven's Crossing Hospital and Cemetery as soon as you can. It's Zoe. She's she's here, and the doctor says it's the end. <sighs> when did she get sick? How long has she been in the hospital? What the... Get over your shit, Chloe. Our sister is dying. Now get over here. My brother hangs up. I look at my phone dazed. Then hop up and toss it in the fucking lake, scaring the swimming ducks. Something is definitely up. None of this feels real. My sister is the role model of perfect health. I was doing great at my job. Everyone said so. And Dick Boy loved me. At least I think all of these things are true. Were true? If none of it is true, then what is true? Do I even know? Ever since I woke up today, everything has felt unreal. A jogger runs by and I stick my leg out to trip him. He slams to the ground. I take off running into the lake. Nothing is real. This is all an illusion. I grab a baby duck. I've always wanted to pet one, but my mom would always put it, how would you feel if you were a baby duck and some big scary monster came to pick you up? I personally would love to be adored because I'm a cute baby duck in the need of a strong scary monster to take care of me. My life is falling apart. I'm going to cuddle a baby duck. Miss, you okay? You okay? I look back to find the jogger still on the ground, his elbow scuffed up and bleeding. He pulls a bandage roll out of his fanny pack and starts to wrap it up. He looks super dorky. Leave me alone, I say, if you're sure. Suddenly, I'm blinded by huge wings and a hard beak poking my chest and slapping me with wet, slimy web feet. It's the duckling's parent. I drop the duckling back into the water and fall over. The jogger runs into the lake after me to help me back up. He helps me to the side of the lake where he lets me fall in all my misery into the dirt that soon becomes mud because that is my life now. I don't think you should be alone right now, he says to me pulling out a granola bar from his pocket. He tosses it onto the small of my back because my face is breathing bubbles into my personal mud puddle. I contort my arm to grab it and throw it back at him. I don't want your charity. Can I call someone for you? Yesterday. Call yesterday and tell it I'm sorry for whatever I did to deserve today. A blue light shines from the water nearby, catching the jogger's eye. He reaches in and grabs it. He presses talk and puts it on speakerphone. The voice is garbled. It's over. Chloe. She's gone. The phone dies. I cry.
The jogger says his condolences and leaves the phone on the smell of my back with that damn charity granola bar again as he gets up and goes. After a few minutes, I get up and grab both from the ground once they fall off. I go back to my bag and coffee with a visit to the phone store in my immediate future right after a funeral and some job hunting. I change my shirt unashamed right there, tossing my muddy work polo into the trash and switching it into someone else's shimmery blouse. I shove the wet phone in my bag, pull out my cardigan and put it on. I look at that damn charity granola bar and open it to take a bite. It's damn good. Better than the mud I snorted and inhaled. Maybe tomorrow won't be so bad, because nothing could be worse than today. Oh my goodness. Oh. What did you think? Um, it was so funny. I laughed okay, so good. Many Yeah. <laughs> um, I even wrote down some of my favorite lines because oh, I thought they were me know. funny. Um, but I want to say that I was sad that it wasn't a dream or something because I really thought that she was just having a bad dream. And I was like, wow, there's a lot here. <laughs> She's going <laughs> so much. You know, I was like, I feel so uh, bad. <laughs> it was emotional writing it, but I wanted, like, I almost made it be a dream. But I was like, mm, what if it wasn't? But maybe yeah, it is. I don't know. There's still like a an opportunity for it to be. You know, that's true. that's true. It is a little ambiguous, but um, I will say, okay, here's the here are the things that I wrote down that I loved. Um, yeah. I loved well. Okay, some of them are are just cute that I thought were cute and not weren't that weren't like LOL. But some of them are LOL. Um, I liked when you were like the bagel maker. It's just a toaster, but I call it the bagel maker because it's the bagel. <laughs> yeah. Bagel because I only make bagels in it. I think that's adorable. Um, <laughs> the um, <laughs> the toothbrush. Like I kept using his toothbrush. I was like, that's so gross. I would never do. Yeah. <laughs> you and Matt use each other's toothbrush. We do. <laughs> oh my gosh, no way. Me and you never do something like that. <laughs> I mean, we kiss all the time. What's what's the big deal? But maybe it is a big deal. I don't know. Dentist, let me know. <laughs> yeah, right. Dentist, <laughs> email me. <laughs> um, I sometimes I'll tell Nader like when he wears his retainers at night. I'll be like, I'm going to suck those retainers right out of your mouth. And he <laughs> so grossed out about it. And I'm like, whatever. Like, we do cr- like we do way grosser shit to each other. <laughs> oh, God. I like that I'm grossed out, but I use my husband's too. <laughs> like, it's, it's so funny. interesting to learn your limits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't know that limit existed. <laughs> it's so funny. Um. Um, oh, Brunetti Scarfy is brilliant. That's so funny. I was, I literally LOL'd about that. Um, but isn't it so true that there's not like a brunette version of Blondie? You know, there's not like a downer, like a, or what's it like a slap in the face kind of use of your hair color? (laughs) Like even uh, redheads, you don't really have that, except when you refer to them as like, oh yeah I guess so but I don't really see that as like a bad thing no no 
it doesn't have the connotation of or like hot-headed i think would maybe be the closest mm-hmm. or red except stepchild like that's those yeah. are negative right but i couldn't think of a brunette one so <laughs> it was reaching yeah. she was having a bad day have the extreme connotation of a blondie you know what i mean like blondie is yeah. very specific to a type of person it, which is a negative you know it's placing a negative on somebody anyway i'm blonde so you know i'm like wow yeah i almost made her blonde because i couldn't think of a brunette nickname that was the rude Brunetti is so funny yeah i was like why not just lean into it <laughs> yeah um you were making me miss the office in general when she went to school. <laughs> I love the office. I miss going into the office now. Oh, <laughs> you meant like going into the actual no, office. I'm like, I thought you were talking about the TV show and I'm literally wearing a Dunder Mifflin shirt. That's why it's on my mind. Oh, continue. Continue. Um, also, her boss's name, what was it? <laughs> what did I say? Mr. Doppel. Doppel Craig? Craig? Yeah. I almost <laughs> like I was gonna say doppel like originally I put doppelganger and then I was like, why? And then I put doppel Craig and I was like, that's not a name. <laughs> and then I changed the AI to an E. <laughs> now it's doppel doppel Craig. <laughs> Doppler Craig. I don't I mean if it is a name, it's a very German name, but um <laughs> Doppel Craig is ridiculous and I love it. Yeah, I I really was trying to lean into the ridiculous and be just like my weird self with this one. (laughs) I thought it was great Um, when she said she was going to throw the soy milk right at his collarbone. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would hurt, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it's so specific. I love it. Um, Yeah. And then the other part that I laughed really hard at was when she was like, I sat on the ground so I could like on the rock so I could feel something real go up my ass <laughs> good <laughs> so dumb but I love it um yeah. no it was so funny I mean I think it's definitely like the funniest thing that you've written for this thanks for yeah it was great I had a great time <laughs> great I'm so <laughs> glad to hear it um I, I definitely want to push because I have a tendency when I'm writing for myself to go pretty dark and sad for some reason, even though I love comedy. So, totally. yeah, it was me trying to actually <laughs> practice like my training. <laughs> what? I feel like the opposite. I feel like I always tend to, like, skew comedy. And then you skew, like, sadder. <laughs> and then I, when I, I try to write sad things or something, I always have to have, like, a line of comedy still in there. You know, mm-hmm. but yep. at the same time, like this story is really sad. It's really sad. Yeah, true. It's yeah. still sad. That's true. I guess just trying a, a more comedic uh, approach or like tone. I, I think that was the fun part was figuring out this woman's tone because like on a normal day, she wouldn't sound anything like this. But you kind of get the sense. I try to make it where you, you kind of get the sense that she's pretty selfish i mean she didn't notice her boyfriend was like removing himself from the apartment for probably weeks at least and um yeah like the whole thing with her siblings like she obviously hasn't tried to connect with them more than Mm -hmm. more than she should you know and or try to connect with them more so 
that that's what I was hoping uh, was I, you know planted I in there. A slight sense sense of that, but I do think that if you want to drive that home, like you might have to add that her realization of that herself. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah. But that also makes it longer, and it is kind of fun to have like this, like, um, I don't know. It's like feels like it's an interpretation of someone. So mm-hmm. like, some people might read it and be like, oh, she doesn't deserve all this. And then some people might read it and be like, oh, well, but here she said that she didn't even notice that this was happening. So she, maybe she saw it coming, you know? Yeah. And I, and I also tried to give the sense that she probably put more energy into work than anything else, which is mm-hmm. why she had a good performance review. <laughs> mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. jobs can never love you back. So <gasps> jobs can never love you back you guys write it down <laughs> write it down Treat put it on of your life <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, cool i thought it was really fun it was really funny thanks so yeah oh, okay so illusion is kind of like that's where you're putting the i see now mm-hmm. she has like an illusion of what her life really is but it actually was never what she thought Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, in a, in, if I had time to have revised this for, you know, this episode, I would have hit that harder because, like, I was discovering where it was going. Like, I knew that, like, I knew that there was, like, these three bad things that would happen to her. And then she'd, like, think that there's no point to anything. But then mm-hmm. she would realize that everyone affects someone. And I don't think it's clear in this version, but like her tripping the jogger was a test of not being able to affect others. And then the duck thing. Yeah. And she did affect him. She made him bleed because she made him fall. Um, And she got, you know, the duck mom came after her, you know, so like there were things that happened because of her actions, but I didn't necessarily have time to tie that up enough uh mm-hmm. and i feel like i got a lot of having a little bit of distance because I, I finished writing this last night so in having just 24 hours <laughs> or less than even away from it and hearing it out loud it kind of like i realized some things that now that i didn't realize when i was writing it too you know totally yeah oh for sure i'm sure i'm gonna i feel like that happens every time for me mm-hmm. too i'm like what yeah who wrote this? <laughs> um, <laughs> totally. But it was so good. Thanks. Um, okay, so it's my turn to dare you. Ooh. And um so I've been watching a lot of old movies lately and mm-hmm. some I've been watching some silent films. And I love this time period, so I'm going to dare you to write a story about silent films. Or on the theme silent film. It doesn't have to be about a silent film. However you interpret it, of course. Casey, which is my sister's name. Why? (laughs) Sometimes I'll text my sister, Casey, and I'll be like, oh my gosh, family drama. And then I accidentally text (laughs) And she's like, not me but that sounds interesting <laughs> yeah, I'm always here for you but it didn't seem like it was meant for me <laughs> um 
so Cassie, I love this theme. I'm just going to say, but how am I supposed to write and read out loud a story about something silent? I don't know. I guess that's. I I know you can do it though. All right. I take the challenge. Okay. And you know that they, like everyone wasn't silent when they were making silent films, right? That's true. That's true. You work in the film industry. You'll figure it out. I have a BFA in film studies. I know this. Yeah. You'll be fine. So thanks everyone for listening. And we'll see. Well, you'll hear us next week. We'll talk to you next week. (laughs) Yes. Buy your own toothbrushes, please. (laughs) Perfect. This episode of the JMA Spits of Jam Storytelling Podcast was produced by Christina and Cassie. Music by the wonderful Grace Sai. Connect with us on Twitter at Bits of Jam Podcast and on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. We hope by sharing these stories and being open about our process and how we word vomit our first drafts that you'll be encouraged to word vomit your own. The most important thing about writing is to write.